in the shower, car, or on the can. As moms, we all know those are about the only times in a day where we are alone and sane, if we're lucky. That's why we created Mom Goal, a weekly podcast designed to give moms all they need to know to become moguls in 15 minutes or less. So lather up, turn up the volume, or stay secretly hiding in peace on the pot a bit longer. Let's go! All right, everyone, words cannot explain how excited I am for you all to meet our guest this month. She's an international empowerment speaker, business coach, and best-selling author, and she's here for the month of November to teach us how to be successful, not only in business, but in the bedroom. Mom goals meet the one and only Leona Carter. Hello, everybody. Hi, Leona. How's it going? I'm excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me. We're going to talk about it today. We are so nervous. Thank you for being here. (laughs) Right. Ladies, I don't know if you need to spike that tea or coffee you're drinking because we about to go there. Okay. All right, mom goals. We are diving into intimacy with Leona. Leona, tell us a little bit about yourself and what led you into this topic. Absolutely. So talking about intimacy, building your business and your bedroom. Now, this is a grown folk conversation for married women. Mm-hmm. I understand okay. there's single women, but listen, I don't even have experience being single and we'll get into that. So I'm excited because my husband and I, we just had our 25th wedding anniversary. So listen. <laughs> I'm excited, but listen, we have not been skipping through the tulips all 25 <laughs> years. Right. So this topic is near and dear to my heart because oddly enough, I knew from the wedding night something wasn't right. Okay. Okay. And so I married this great guy. So he didn't even have a chance to do anything. (laughs) Yeah. I knew there was there was something going on. Something was up. Something was up. It just didn't feel right to you. Right. We had a beautiful wedding honeymoon on the ocean waterfront. And so I'm expecting us to be at a point where we couldn't keep our hands off each other. You know, we're newlyweds. Everything was perfect. But the only thing that I saw was missing was the arousal feelings. It never came. As honeymooners, you know, we did what we do. We consummated our love. But I was expecting that glorious fireworks fireworks it never came and of course i went inward you know i must not be oh yeah Yeah. i gotta work on me as a wife and so what i actually found out is around 10 years in our marriage i found out that i was hormonally imbalanced at the same time i was also diagnosed with lupus and rheumatoid arthritis oh wow and they had me on 13 medications including a shot in my stomach every day and so when i finally got the guts enough to bring it up to my doctor she told me that there isn't anything we can do because you're on so many medications we can't fix any hormonal imbalance. Wow. Oh my goodness. So how did you work through this? How did you turn it all around? What what did you do next? So I was talking to my doctor and (laughs) I'm telling this, this is so weird. I didn't even know it existed. My doctor suggested that I go to physical therapy. Why? Because as women, we have what's called a pelvic floor. Okay. Yeah. Uh Pelvic floor is supposed to be a bowl shape that Uh helps with intimacy and how you feel. Well, they said mine was balled up in a fist. What? So I had to have therapy to reshape my pelvic floor. And so once I did that, I was on the road of recovery. I was like, well, dang, somebody (laughs) could have told us, sister. (laughs) 
And and sometimes when it, when I even when I did market research, seeing if other women were going through this, other women they also went to therapy to reshape their pelvic floor too. I was like, look, this is a whole other world. Wow. That started the journey. So that was that was the turning point that things start looking up, and then of course. As I'm now being intentional about serving other women, there's different tools and tricks that we put in place to be more intentional about prioritizing intimacy and in marriage, prioritizing quality time. Of course, you get to me here in my mind before you ever get to me in the bedroom, right? So it starts mm-hmm. in the kitchen before it ever goes to the bedroom. I love that. It starts in the kitchen. And so, Leona, thank you so much for being here. Next episode, we're talking about business and owning that brilliance and then how that affects the bedroom as well. We're so excited. We're so thankful that you're bringing this insanely important topic to our mom goals. We'll see you next week, Leona. Absolutely. Bye. Bye. Hello, mom goals. We're back again this week. And Raquel and I are here to actually talk about finance. Get excited. (laughs) We're bringing you the scoop on finance from our point of view. This week, we are here to talk about all of the stigmas that come with money and how we can change those for our kids. So let's just go right into it, Raquel. What are some of those stigmas that you were taught growing up or heard growing up that we shouldn't do or we should change? Well, I think I'm not alone in this. I feel like everyone has been told money is the root of all evil. Money doesn't grow on trees. Money doesn't make you happy. As I started diving into finance myself, trying to be more equipped and learn more about investing once I left college, I realized these were all untrue. So you have to really unwire everything you've been taught in order to change your money outlook for yourself. For me, I love money. I tell my kids, I'm like, it's okay to say you love money because I do. I can remember someone told me, money doesn't make you happier, but it does make life easier. Easier. And that has stuck with me. The reason that I want to keep making money and I want to make lots of it is because I want to be able to give back freely, to be able to write a check to someone who's in need and drop 10 grand and not think anything of it, right? So I'm an angel donor, oh, love that. So to me, money isn't evil. Money makes me happy. I love it. I want more of it (laughs) because I want to be able to give it. And that's what I want my kids to think too, that it's not a bad thing to have money. Yeah, I agree. And it's on us to teach our children. And so we say, listen, we want to set up our girls. We want this to be a thing that they know and they understand. And it's okay to talk about money. We need to talk about money. Yeah. I love that we should teach our kids. Love that we're changing that stigma around funny little story about teaching kids about money. So we were just at the zoo with my friend Whitney and they were all about these bubble wands. So both the four-year-olds were all like, we want a bubble wand, we want a bubble wand. So I'm like, okay, if you guys are good, Aunt yeah. Raquel will get you bubble wands. Mm-hmm. And as we're walking up, a bubble wand for $20. I'm oh like, my gosh. Oh, hell no. $20 plus tax. That means I'd be dropping for three bubble wands, almost $70. So no. oh I was like, yeah. oh, hell no. And I'm like, what do I have to do to get a bubble wand? I'm like, if you can convince that lady to give you two for one, then you can pull a shark tank on her and get a bubble wand. Mom is not paying. That's amazing. And so in my head, I said, okay, how do I walk out of this situation 
without a screaming, oh, like I wanted this and I didn't get yeah. it. So yeah. we were eating and they were right by the bubble ones and they were asking <laughs> about it. And so we had a great conversation with the kids. I said, Rin, do you know how much $20 is? My friend Whitney's like, you can get 20 things at the dollar store for $20. Yes. That's how much $20 yes. is. Said, oh, that's a lot. Yeah. So comparing how much that really is, I think it's sunk in. So I said, listen, you have to work hard for money. And mm-hmm. we give them gumballs. We give them yeah. 10 gumballs and then they get a little trip to the treasure chest. I said, if you want to turn in your trips to the treasure chest, instead of that, work up for a bubble wand at Christmas. I bet you can earn it. There was no tantrum. She said, you know what? I'm going to earn that bubble wand for Christmas. And yeah. that was that. It became a teaching moment about money. And mm-hmm. I think the more we're just upfront, yeah. compare it in terms that their little brains can understand. Yes. The tantrums. Yes. I, I was proud. I Fantastic. felt like Susie Orman would have been <laughs> proud of my mothering skills. All right, you guys. And on that note, stick around next week because we are talking about what we are happy we splurged and saved on in our motherhood journey. Mommy. Mommy. <sighs> All right, everybody. It's a blast from the past from Bowling Green State University. She's a fellow Falcon and now a writer, influencer, and mom to Miracle Twins, River and Brooke. She helps moms in their infertility and IVF journeys. It's the woman behind Some Assembly Required. Mom goals meet Ashley Howard. Hi, Ash. Hi, how are you? I'm so excited to have you on. You don't even know. Oh my goodness. Thank you for having me. I've been so excited to be talking to you guys. Her Instagram account, Some Assembly Required. Leading up to your pregnancy, the birth of your twins, I have not spoken to you in person. It's a long time. Yeah, it's been a long time. But I have been stalking your account. I was on pins and needles going, is this IVF going to work? Is this round going to work? I would check back. You'd be in the hospital. I'd want to make sure the kids were okay. I was so emotional knowing the story. So I cannot imagine. You you guys have to listen to this wild ride. So Ash, can you fill everyone in on your road to having the twins? Well, I think you hit it dead on when you said a wild ride. Truly don't think that it was anything short of that. So let's look back. January of 2018, my husband and I were trying to get pregnant. At the time I was 33, him 34. We knew we weren't getting any younger. And we said, you know, let's just go get some help. So we went and saw our OB, did testing, come to find out that I had 100% fallopian tubal blockage. Oh my gosh. From scar tissue, from a major surgery that I had had 10 years prior to that. Oh, wow. I thought that a surgery that long ago could have an, right. a profound impact on my road to motherhood. We were given a 0% chance to conceive naturally. And we're told at that time, our only path to biological children would be IVF. That started a whole new journey that has consumed my life for the last almost three years. How many rounds of IVF did you go through? We went through six rounds. Six rounds. Oh my six goodness. Six rounds. And they were- This girl is a warrior right here. I know. <laughs> At what round do you think was the lowest point in hope and is this going to work? Because obviously mm. something was telling you to keep going. So there were two rounds that really stood out the most. Round three is when I felt at my lowest. 
We transferred three embryos. We had positive pregnancy tests at home. Come to find out that it was like a very early loss and we had had seven losses up to that point. I just was feeling like, am I spending all these dollars for nothing? Right. There was just something in me that was like, what if your miracle is around the next corner? You have to keep chugging along. The cycle where I felt okay would actually be my fifth round. It was during the fifth round that we found out I had a tumor in my uterus. It what? Had, yeah. I had a tumor. It was benign. We were on our third doctor and we were doing a procedure called a hysteroscopy. What they do is for about a week or so before a transfer, they go in, they have a camera, they do kind of like a power wash of your uterus. Oh, wow. That sounds, that sounds crazy. Right? <laughs> like, so they essentially oh are my gosh. Washing, oh, I get that uterus power wash today. <laughs> oh, geez. That sounds, that sounds awful. Uh, uh, I know. Fun, right? But it's said to make your uterus the most sticky because it's fresh lining in your uterus. While they do that, they also have a camera in there to see if there's anything that shouldn't be. The tumor was there. Our doctor said it had been growing for quite some time. Couldn't believe that previous doctors had not found it. I will tell you, at first I was in shock, but after like a day of a pity party, I woke up and I said, you know what? This could be it. This could be the reason why all those rounds didn't work. Right. Mm -hmm. A little bit of an aha moment for me to change my mental state to say, okay, we're going to get the tumor out. We have a new medication protocol. This can only mean good things moving forward. So that's you had an answer. You finally I, had an answer. Yes. My hope was booming at that point. Oh, that's, and then that's the sixth round came. Yep. Sixth round came. We transferred two embryos October 30th. When I went in, they said, it's a beautiful day to make a baby. And after the transfer, we started taking at-home pregnancy tests. They tell you not to do that. I have a box here. I'm just going to do it. And I got the faintest lines ever. I just remember yelling over our balcony down to Alex. I think we're pregnant. And he was like, what? I felt very confident going in for our beta test, which is blood work to confirm the pregnancy. Right. So Ashley, having gone through all of this, what are some words of wisdom that you can give to other people who are going through this same process? I would say not to compare your journey. I found myself early comparing my infertility journey with other women's and I found myself being bitter and I was agitated. Then I heard this quote, a flower doesn't compare itself to the flower next to it. It just blooms. Oh, a aha moment where I said, okay, I need to trust the timing of my journey. And I found myself when I had that mentality shift that I was genuinely happy for others, which it allowed yeah. me to also open up and feel secure and comfortable in my ugly and that it would be okay and that it was going to be a purposeful journey ahead. I That's love awesome. that. Me too. Love it. You're your own flower. Well, Ash, thank you so much for sharing your IVF journey with us. And you guys, next week, Ashley is going to be around. You know that wild ride? We haven't even got to the childbirth side of things yet. So stick around, you gotta hear that. We're gonna talk about all of the not so happy emotions that come along with pregnancy as well. Bye Ash. All right, mom goals, that's all the time we have. Thank you for sharing your time with us. And like what you hear? 
Share with your friends and subscribe now and turn your Mondays into Mondays. Mondays.